0: November 22nd, 2023. This morning's class is donated by A.B. Cohen in memory of his grandmother, Annette Cohen. <laughs> We're in Massekh Baba Kamanda. If you count from the top of the Amud down, it's about 19 lines down. The first word on the line is Bishlama. Bishlama means it's understood. It's complete. Bishlama letana didan, tana minyana le the Gemara comments on the fact that each of the uh, counts, or each of the lists of the Avot Nezikin that we encountered, the first being the four in our Mishnah, the second being the Beraita of Rabi O'Sha'ayah, 13 on Daftalit HaMudbet, and then that of Rabbi Hiyah, of 24, each one of them were preceded by a statement about the amount of avot you're going to be learning about. First, Mishnah began with arba'a avot nezikin, and then it'd be osha'aya, they're going to be 13 avot nezikin, then it'd be hiya, they're going to be 24 avot nezikin. Now, mentioning the number makes it appear as if you're being particular, being specific. These are the four to the exclusion of others. These are the thirteen of Rabbi Oshaya to the exclusion of the others. Each of those are easily understood. Four to the exclusion of the extra nine of Rabbi Oshaya, the extra twenty of Rabbi Haya. That's why our first Mishnah says four, four, and not those others. The next Beraita says thirteen, Rabbi Oshaya, thirteen, and not the eleven additional of Rabbi Hya. We explained why. But Rabbi the third of the counts, the all-inclusive one. The 24, uh, why does he in la mai, his minyan, his counting of avot nezikin, in other words, the fact that he designates, it makes clear, I'm about to list 24, it's lemaute. it's coming to exclude mai, it must be coming to exclude something, otherwise just list them all, and we'll understand, those are all the cases in the Torah where you'll find nezikin, where you'll find damage uh, um, charges. Uh, why does he have the number 24, it appears as if he's saying 24, but not 25, and not 26, and not what else could you have counted? I mean, we scoured the Torah. We talked about all the cases that were possibilities. What would he com- be coming to uh, to uh, minimize and to exclude answers? The Gemara answer number one, moser, and number two, mithagel, moser, as we mentioned yesterday. So, in a person tells on another to the government, to the courts, to the officials, and in turn makes them, uh, brings upon them a charge of money. Such a circumstance, you're damaging them, you're causing them to lose money by being a moser, by tattling on them, by telling what they owe or don't owe, but in turn, causing them to owe that money? That's the first. Of course, we'll have to question, well, if Moser is an Av Nizikin, then why isn't in the count of 24 of Rebihiyah? second one is Mifagil. Mifagil refers to the Isur of Pigul, but it's a status situation for our purposes over here. If the Kohen is handling your Korban, you brought the Korban for argument's sake, Leshem Hatat, for a sin offering, and the Kohen handles it, in Rashi's example, and uses it Leshem Shilamin. he slaughters it, he's Zofi, he slaughters it uh, with the intention of a different sacrifice. He did it on purpose. He did it accidentally. Did it purposefully, it's a different issue. But by extension, you could do the same thing if you did it on purpose over here. It just won't be per se the same thing. But it doesn't matter one way or another for our purposes. Ultimately speaking, if it has the wrong machshavah, if there's the wrong intention, whether purposeful, or accidental, the halacha is going to be that the kohen owes you the money in such a circumstance. And Dr. Wabba pointed out that Rashi, and generally speaking, we speak a little bit differently, pigul is a machshava, is a thought of hutli 's you're going to deal with the eating and the procedures of this korban in the different allotted, of, allotted amount of time than the Torah told you. It amounts to the same thing, there are different definitions, but it means there's wrong intention with regards to the slaughtering of the kohen, and as a result, the Kohen has liability. He owes you for another uh, animal. Oh, well, that being the case, that's another one of our nizikin. It should have been two more. Number one, moser. Number two, mifagel. Moser, the tattling. Mifagel, the wrong intention during the time of slaughter. Those could have been number 25 and number 26 on the count of rebihiyah. That's why he says 24. 24 as opposed to those two in addition, says the Gemara. But if those are isurim, if they are explicit in the Torah, then how come they are not counted? Oh, you can't uh, give me an easy answer over here. The interc slaughtering, are you paying the kohen? The kohen is paying you. Right, no. You paying no. Work? No, he's it's his, his responsibility. Ah, yeah, his responsibility, but his liability does. That's right. But the makes anything. you double think being a kohen now, yeah. Nah, yeah. The person didn't lose anything. The There's person lost, person needs they're to, they're have they're oh, have to have a new sacrifice. Yeah, have yeah, yeah, the sacrifice is but invalid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that already. It's not only physical. We said his zekah was counted as well. It was counted as well. The talim, the According to right, right, right. Says the Gemara so then why didn't he teach them? Why aren't they part of the count of Rebir Answers the Gemara, well, first things first, Bishlamay, it's understood mifagil. the reason mifagil may have been out, it might be that he wanted to focus on standard situations, on typical circumstances, B'kodashim lo He wasn't talking about circumstances of Kodesh, where you brought something as a Korban. It's true, you could have lots of financial uh, liabilities in such circumstances, it wasn't his focus. It's true that would be an avnizikim, but it's not in his count of 24 he's more narrowly focused on holin on matters of uh, mundane regular activities not kodesh okay so that'll explain the second one why mifgiel according to bikhya is not in the count of 24 to make it 25 for example elamoser lotane, but moser when a person tells on another What's the reason? Why was it not listed? Why was it not taught by Rabbi Hiya as one of the Avot Nezikin? Answers to the Gemara Shane Moser. Moser is different than all the others, not in terms of its responsibility, but in terms of the nature of the wrongdoing. Did dibura dibura la it's speech, it's only words. When you uh, damage a person by telling on them to another, you're not doing an action. The <laughs> Bihayah <laughs> wanted to, for one reason or another, focus specifically yeah. on action. So 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 yeah. Says yeah. the Gemara. <laughs> oh, fantastic, we're all tamidei hachamim. V'haa moti shemra. <laughs> Says the Gemara, what about moti shemra? <laughs> that is speech, you're talking about the woman claiming that she's not a uh, that she's not a, a virgin, she's not a betula, uh, that she had uh, inappropriate relations after the erusin, after the engagement. And it was taught by Rabbi Hiya in his count of 24. 24 answers the Gemara, Dibura di it ma'asehu. It means yes, there is. It's a dibur which has an action associated with it. What action is there associated with? Mozi Shemra writes Rashi, one word, be'ila. She explains, based on one opinion, we'll we'll detail that in a moment. The husband to be, or the husband that is, had relations with the woman. Has to have had relations with the woman in order to make the claim that she wasn't a virgin. If he didn't have that action, well, then it's not a case of motzi shemra. So there is an action associated. Tosafot on the left-hand side, side from the Gemara in Masechet Ketubot, where it's clear that according to the. Eliezer ben Yaakov. That's true. Eliezer ben Yaakov's opinion is that motzi Shemra is specifically when there was a Ma'ase Be'ila, where there was an action. That opinion is okay. But Rabbi disagrees. Rabbi understanding of the Pesukim, of the Halakha, is that you can be a motzi Shemra with the liability of paying the hundred Kesef to the father of the woman and having other penalties placed upon you even when you didn't engage in physical relations with the woman. So how do you explain our Gemara that it's a Dibura, the be? Ma'asa, ma'ase, that it's a speech which has an affiliated action answers to osafot, that the Gemara over there is clear that even according to the Biudah your only Hayav you had to pay off witnesses to verify your account. If you hadn't paid off witnesses to verify your false account, you're not liable. Which means to say, whether it's the whether opinion it's that whether necessitates an action of Be'ilah, or the opinion which says you don't need the relations Be'ilah, but you still do need another action, at the very least paying off false witnesses, it means that Motzi Shemra, bottom line is, not like, Moser, Moser is absolute speech, no action af- associated, Motzhi Shemra has an associated action. says But in the country of Yehudah, there's a different between so the mean that you take it from Motzhi Shemra, so it's the same Why? Because at the end of the day, you've hated you witnesses, just, you paid them to testify about uh, Motzhi Shemra, you've testified about anything else, so it's opening it up, it's basically on under one umbrella. It's, it's another affiliated case of false witnesses. We have different cases. We have uh, which is specific. You're displacing the person. You have themselves who are falsely testifying. You have a person who hires false witnesses in the circumstance of yeah, we'll teach it all in the same class, but they're different. I mean, there's different penalties, different situations. Says the Gemara, wait a second, what about Edim Zomimin? Edim Zomimin, the false conspiring witnesses who are caught to be lying by displacing them. Couldn't be that you saw that person do that because you were with us at the time that you're testifying elsewhere. Edim Zomimin dibura delet ba-ma'asehu. It's very clear, Edim zomim is let-ba-ma'aseh, let-in. There is no affiliated, associated action, it's absolute speech, there's no paying off and there's no relations, there's nothing physical, it got listed, it got taught by the as part of his count of 24. How do you explain that? Why should that be any different than Moser? Edim Zomin and Moser are both dibura, they're both speech. It should be if you're counting Adim Zomimin, you should count Moser, and in turn Bihya, the question is, I understand, you said the count of 24 to exclude, but why are you excluding this one? Answers the Gemara hatam. Hatam means there, by Edim zomimin,A al Gav means even though delet be maase. Indeed, there is no action in Adim Zomimin, but nonetheless, Rahmana Karyeh maase. The Torah refers to your deed, your misdeed, as an edomem, as if it's an action, but it wasn't an action. But the Torah calls it an action. The Torah places that severity of action upon it. You do to those false conspiring witnesses as they planned to do to the other. What do you mean to do? They weren't doing anything. They were just speaking. They were going to have something done. It's clear the Torah is considering their speech as if it would be almost like an action. Not to the extent that, I know Jesse's gonna ask me, but it's a not to the extent that it's really an action, but the Torah calls it like an action. As a result, the Gemara resolves, explains for Bihya, is severe enough or similar enough to the other 23 to count it as one of the Avot Nizikin, it's a Dibura, that has a shemitz, it has a little bit of a smell of ma'aseh associated with it. Mosir, when you tattle, has no action whatsoever. That's why his count is 24, not 25. It's. No, it's still going to be an and not could be counted. Like all of these. Like all, yeah, like all of these. Rabbi Osha'ayah agrees to all the avot of Rabbi Hyar, Rabbi to all of those as well. It's just a question of classification. That's it, nothing. Nothing more and nothing less in this respect. Okay, that's what the Gemara has then established for us. We finished that conversation which we began yesterday. Now says the Gemara Bishlamah, Bishlama, another it's understood. Bishlamal avot, mikelal, di I can easily understand why our Mishnah calls and teaches that there are four avot, avot primary categories. I called them at the beginning fatherly categories. Avot, miklal. That uh, means you can deduce from that, from within that, you can understand, di'ika, that there are, that there is, toledot, there are derivatives, there are subcategories, that's by definition. And Av has a toledah, you don't call someone a father if they don't have children or didn't have children. And as a result, our mishnah enlisting for all oh, I understand. And when I learned the Gemara in some roundabout way, the Gemara went through what all the Toledot are. Remember those Toledot? We went through each one of them and we explained and understood what's the Toleda of Kirin and of Shin and of Regal, etc. We went through them. We explained each one of them why it's not the Av, but it's still going to be treated and severely, etc. But what about my count of twenty-four, my count of thirteen? You added a lot more, Shomer et Sahar, etc. etc. What are the avot? Avot Are there toladot? Are there subcategories in those? Because I can't really think of them. Well, the Gemara says, it's one thing when you're talking about property damaging another, I can understand property damages it in this fashion or in different fashion. How over here are you going to break those down? Is there really? I mean, it, again, the reference, the way that you're describing it as an av seems a little bit off. It seems a little bit in, uh, unprecise, not precise. It's not an av, an av is defined as something which has a subcategory. These don't have subcategories. Answers the Gemara or questions the Gemara toldoteh, Ma'inihu? What are the toledot? What are the subcategories of the nine additionals of Rabbi Osha'ayaz 14, of the 20 additionals of Rabbi Hayaz 24? Amar Rabbi Avhu, Kulan ke'avot leshalem mimetav. Rabbi Avhu's response is, av is just a code word. Av is just a defining word. It's not to tell you that they have derivatives, that they have subcategories. It's not what it means. Av is just definitional. It means that you pay, if you pay from land, from your highest quality land, what's called metav. Now, our Mishnah did on Daf Beta as Jesse pointed out yesterday, say at the end that all four of the avot, when they are mazik, the meshalem mi metav, you pay from the highest quality land, which was once a big deal. The understanding over here is that that's definitional. That's the definition of an av. Where was that derived from just before we move onward? Well, we saw pasuk in the Torah. The Torah had the following pasuk. The pasuk describes how if your animal goes and damages the property of another um, and the specifics of it were not per se um, a standard situation, ki ish sade if a person, and we understood this as a reference to um, shin, if a person uh, has an animal go out, and again, it's, uh, it's it it uh, excuse me, a vregel, it tramples the field of another. Vish, I'm sorry. It eats from the field of another, it's shen, v'shilahat Vishilah is a reference to regal, you sent forth your animal, and it destroyed the field of another through consumption. Well, in those situations, which again we defined as shen and regal, what's the liability? Metav metav karmo, The pasuk says explicitly, you pay from metav sadehu, you pay from metav karmo. What's metav? Milashon It's the highest value you pay with, the highest value of your land. That's the pasuk in the Torah. So the pasuk in the Torah is written by, according to the rabbi's understanding, Shin and Regel telling me that if I pay with land, I need to pay from metav. The understanding of the Gemara right now, the understanding of our Mishnah is, that all the avot pay from metav. We have one pasuk to teach that. The one pasuk is, at best, According to the, the rabbis' Reh. understanding, talking about Shehden Regal. How'd you get it to 20 plus other cases? Right, that's, that's the million dollar question. We don't know how we spread it to all the four avot in the Mishnah. We certainly don't know how we spread it to all the others. The Torah says in one situation, you pay from Metav. That's the next question of the Gemara. That's why you have a piece of paper in front of you, hopefully. So again, the Gemara then has just arrived at the following statement. Why are they referred to the 24 and 13 as Avot? To tell you that you're paying from highest value land. What we call Idit in Aramaic, what we call Metav in Biblical Hebrew. How do you know that? Well, Harari begins the conversation. He says, the Pasukum Parashat Mishpatim says, by Shen and Regel, where your animal is eating through a benefit from a land of another, or alternatively trampling with its feet on the land of another, you pay from highest quality land. How do we spread that to all the others? As- it, including Bor, and mav'eh and Hev'ir, and Keren. Says the Gemara, What's the reason that in all of these cases you're paying from Metav? Answers the Gemara, Atya, Atya literally means it comes, but for our purposes in the Gemara, very often it's a reference to what's called the Gezera, Shavah, we'll define in a moment, Tahat nitina yeshaleem Kesif. The famous four-word Gezer Shava. Gezer Shava means the following. Gezer Shava is one of these uh, traditional ways of interpreting the Torah based on tradition. You have tradition to link two words which are either identical or very similar one to the other and to learn laws in both directions or in one of the two directions. So I have the word written over here. I have the same word or similar word written over there. I learn laws from one to the other. Who gave you the power to do so? Tradition gave me the power to do so. I have a tradition that these are linked up. Over here what the Gemara is saying, there are four words, tahat, netina, Yeshalem kesif, all four of those words and the derivatives of those words, similar words to that, will be found in each of the Avot Nezikin that we have listed. Any of those four words. Well, if you take a look at this piece of paper, which I did not prepare, but I put it into Google to try to see if someone did prepare something like it. Fantastic, from one of the Dafyomi or something websites. So here, on the pa- piece of paper, Rashi really spells this all out much easier to see it with the Pesukim in front of you. If you look at the first box on this page, or the second box, it says, Beshen viregel, right, that pasuk. Pasuk says, Metav sadeo, Metav Karmo, Yishalem. Which of the four words do you see over there? Yishalem, of course, okay, good. Now, uh, skip the next pa- the next box, go to the box after that. Avot nezikim mishnah The many, avot nezikim na-mishnah. Kerin. Kerin, of course, is the goring. Which one of the, wo- again, the first word told me, yeshalin. Uh, what does it say by Keren Over there it says, Shur Tahatashur. All right, but exactly how that's going to be derived from Shin and Regal, we'll have to figure out in just a moment. What about this one? If your ox, uh, Gores a, a slave, we haven't really addressed that yet in the Gemara. Shin v'regel, we know is yeshalim. Now listen, Bor has the word kesef, Baal habor yeshalem kesef yashiv li baalav, and ish as the word shalem yashalem hamavir et ha-be'ira. Uh, so we have all of these words by the avot nezikin, and each of these avot nezikin will in turn help us understand all other cases. But how did we get it to all of the avot nezikin? How do you derive in all of these Keren and, she, and Bor and Ish, how did you find Metav in all of those? That's what the box right on top of it helps us with and it goes like this and hopefully now everything will be clarified. It says the word yeshalem, he shall compensate, he shall pay back by all of the four Avot Nezikin of Mishnah. the word yeshalem is listed in all of those cases. Now, if the word yeshalem is in the context of shin. And regel, metav karmo, metav, metav sadem, metav karmo, we then have our initial gezerah, our initial attachment to, if shen and regel yishalim compensate, is a reference to paying with the highest quality land, all the other ones where it says the word yishalim, you know as well they pay from the highest quality land. So we kind of dealt with our mishnah. Limited to the value of the apple. Only in short time, no, but in our Mishnah we're talking about Shur Mu'ad. Entire amount. Yeah. How does he go to all, of, all the ones in Mishnah? Because as, if you look at the middle okay, paragraph I mean, over I mean, here, I mean. look, look at the pa- middle paragraph over here, oh. you see? It says, <clears throat> And in short it says, <clears throat> You see that? That's all in Rabbeinu oh, Hananel, he starts us off. Okay. I, the reason I read the third pa- the re- reason I read the, the third box first was just to show you the other words again. Okay. So you're just doing this yeah. systematically and in order. Then it means that the word yeshalim is written by all the avot of our mishnah. It means to say if yeshalim means highest quality land by Shen and Regel it means it by all the others. Now we pay attention to those others and we notice several key words. We see the word tahat. We see the word yitin, and we see the word kesef. You see it on the next box, the Sukim we just read. Now those words, yeshalim, tahat, kesef, yitin, which are our key words, will be found in any and every of all the other avot nizikin that we've listed. And as a result... If I started off with Shen and Regil paying from Eidith from Mecca, I spread that to the four Avot Nezikin. I looked at all the four Avot Nezikin, I found these key words. So I have a double Gezer Shava The initial Gezer Ashava is linking the primary four to Shen and Regil, telling me that they're all going to be on a solid grounding of paying from highest quality. Then I noticed in those they have specific words. It's my second level of gazera Ashava. I'm then going to link those to any and all of the others. What are they? Look on the list below. Shomer chinam has the word yeshalem. Shoel, you see the bolded, has the word yeshalem. Shomer Sachar also has yeshalem. Socher is either like Shomer chinam or Shomer Sachar. We don't need to deal with that. Nezik. What is that? Nezek. Kashi yiten mum ba'adam. Ken. Yinaten bo. Yiten, right? Saab. Petsa. Kachat. Petsa. Ripui. Rakshifto. Yiten verapo yirapay and then are in the same pasuk boshet Hamishim 50 Tahat, and so forth so you have on the entire list each one of these one of these four words is listed in every of the Avot Nezikin to teach you again you have to argue based on tradition if it's not based on tradition uh, very creative but what gives it the solidity that tradition in turn links again the initial four one to another and then with those key words to all the other Avot Nezikin yes. So I just have a question on the board because it says Baal HaBor Yishalem. Yes. So you already have Yishalem, so Kesef seems extra there. Why does it say? Because a- Baal Yishalem, you could use Yishalem by board. No. But well, then even Kesef is the second Kesef. I mean, Yishalem is the second You see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Oh, your question is Baal HaBor Yishalem, Yishalem should be already what links me to Metak. But the Kesef, if okay. is extra, but uh, interestingly, kesev is not going to be utilized. Again, it's not yeah, learning. Guys, it's going to be utilized I, I, the other way. It would be beautiful. I mean, uh, to a certain extent, you have that in all of them, though. I mean... Uh, Do you? No. You have it in... You don't have no. no, you're not going to have it in all of them. You're going to have it in, in, in a few of them. Uh, so that, that being the case, that's the, that's the four-word gezerah shavah, which in turn will teach me metav, to all the avot. Why was this mentioned in our Gemara to tell you that the definition of av is that you're paying from metav, you're paying from Idit. Why? Thank you. Just, just come out with this. No, no, but we don't know what they all are. I mean, you, okay. That being the case. This, this, this makes it all clear. Okay, that being the case, now the Gemara goes on, and we'll just read a few more lines over here. The Gemara goes on to detail and to explain what did the words in the Mishnah, and we to a certain extent explain them, but the Gemara needs to fully flesh it out. Oh, what do the words in the Mishnah afterwards mean when it says, So if you recall, the Mishnah listed the four Avot Nezikin, and then it said, and this one's not like that one, uh, what do you I mean, and this one's not like that one? I, uh, why do I care if this one's like that one? It says Gemara my Amar. some five lines from the bottom. This is what the Mishnah means to say, What the Mishnah is effectively, Asking, even though it doesn't explicitly say so, is it saying why does the Torah, which we know doesn't need to be very verbal, doesn't need to mention laws and words which are unnecessary? Why didn't it just teach one of these avot nezikin and learn the other from it? That's what we call again a mahatzad or a binyanav. So the Mishnah then is saying, "Lo hashor, kahareh Had you just listed shor in the Torah, you couldn't say it's the same halakha by mavrei. Why not? Because something about shor is more severe than Mavre than not, just uh, mentioned. Uh, it's, it's a setup for the next lines in the Gemara. Hadaramar um, Hada afterwards, the Mihada means afterwards the Mishnah tells us one from the other, we couldn't learn. Again, we spend time on this, so to a certain extent this is simple already, says Jared, it's really for the next lines of the Gemara that's being mentioned. But again, what we're explaining is the next line in the Mishnah, when the Mishnah says, this one's not like that one, it's not just a cute game of which of these things is not like the other, it's rather purposeful. You may have said, why do I need four Avot Nezikin? Tell me one and I'll derive all the others from it. each one of them has a certain severity. But then the Mishnah goes on and says something ish, interesting. It then says, It says the words that this and this, meaning Shor and Mav'eh. Mav'eh, if you recall, either means shen or Mav'eh means Adam, either means when the animal eats and benefits from the damage, or alternatively it's a human being, and uh, that's Mav'eh. That's, uh, and Shor is an animal, either defined as all the damages an animal might do, or alternatively regel, the trampling of an animal. But it goes on and it says Shor and Mav'eh are similar because they both have a life source as opposed to fire and pit, hev'er and bore, which don't have a life source. Uh- line from the two life We'll you, you know what it means already, right? So the Gemara says, Why are you mentioning those words? Why are you telling me that? Okay, again, I understood the first time you told me this one's not like that one because I would have said, I'll learn this one from that one. Now, you, okay, you said you can't do that. So now all of a sudden you're playing the game again. These two are the same. Uh, for what? My Kama, what's the purpose of this? The reason the Mishnah is telling you these words is to tell you the following what the Mishnah is trying to tell you is maybe the Torah, I got it it couldn't have taught me one of the Avot from which I'll learn all the other Avot but maybe it could have taught me two of the Avot and I would have derived all the others from that what does that mean? what we say it's Either every day or on Shabbat, there's something called a binyanav mishine ketubim. Binyanav mikatubihad, and binyanav mishine ketubim. So we explained what a binyanav is. That's what we were just talking about. Binyanav is I learn from one law to another law. If I have no reason of, to distinguish, I say the laws of this one are relevant and are parallel to the laws of the other one. That's a binyanav mikatubihad. What if I can't do it? I say this one seems more severe than that one. What I can do is what's called binyanav Av I say I know this law, what would the law be over here? That you have to pay for damage by case A and by case B uh, Case A, and I, and I want to know, is case C also going to be liable for damages? So I have my four Avot Nezikim Maybe I'll say, well, sure is more severe for X reason and that's why you can't derive that. Over there you have to pay, other cases you don't. Oh, but wait a second, I have mava'eh. It doesn't have the same reason as shor. So maybe these two can cancel out the severities one of the other in what's called binyana av mishine ketubim, to teach to another case. Tomorrow we'll be specific exactly about what we mean, but before we are more specific about that, what the mishnah then is saying, you can't do that. I'll tell you why, because Shor and Mav'e, if you want to link them together to derive other laws from them, I'll answer you, no, no, no. They have a common denominator. They both have a life source. <laughs> maybe only when there's a life source does the Torah say you're liable to pay. Like an animal, like a human being. If it doesn't have a life source, if, if, if you're dealing with a boar, you're dealing with fire or a pit, boar or hev'ir, maybe over there you wouldn't be liable to pay. That's what the next line, so that's what the, the Gemara is telling us. The Torah could have and should have just taught two, tarteh, and will bring, will learn, idach the other minayu, from them. Uh, that's what the hadar it's then afterwards the Mishnah says, hadamitarteh laateh. You can't learn one of these laws from the other two. The next several laws of the Gemara, and again, we need to go back and fill in the details as to exactly what we mean. The next several laws of the Gemara will interestingly suggest, contrary to what we just said, contrary to the general understanding, that you can't make a binyana to ketubim, you actually can, there's a possibility of doing so, which in turn will inspire another conversation, but we'll review those laws and the specifics of it tomorrow. Amen